This is the Timepieces History Podcast, where each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past. Here's your host, Gudrun Lorette. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the first season of the Timepieces History Podcast. In this season we're looking at objects and people that shape Britain. Today's object, though, is actually more European in flavour than you might realise. Mott and Bailey castles are a feature across the country, but what exactly are they, and why would anybody build a fortress like that? Well, there's two parts to it, and the Mott part is the mound, from the old French word moat, which became the word we use now. The making of the hump requires earth to be dug out of the ground, creating a ditch or moat, which probably makes things confusing, especially because the moat wasn't always filled with water. The Bailey part is the outer enclosure, which acted as a defence for whatever structure was atop the mot. These could also have ditches round them, and at the very least they would be fenced all the way around. Mott and Bailey structures were built in the 11th and 12th centuries, and in the beginning they would have had a smallish wooden tower as the focus. Over time, and when bigger mots were created, larger castles of stone could be built. These would be more permanent structures and designed to house the lord and lady of the area, their family and their household servants. The bailey would be home to more servants, the stables, and all manner of other buildings, including a chapel, warehouses, and barracks. Those within the baileys would act as lookouts to protect the family in the castle and the wider community in case of invasion. The bottom bailey design was used widely throughout Ireland, Britain, and Europe, and was particularly favoured by the Normans, who found them ideal defensive structures during the time of the conquest. They were cheap and quick to put up, so they could be constructed while marching across the country and could be manned by a member of the nobility who had taken William's side. For example, a castle at Hampstead Marshall took only 80 days to build with 50 men working on it. However, if the Normans were able to construct them as they marched across Britain, they would have needed 10 times as many men to help. The motts were created with layers of soil and stone, so not an easy undertaking. Of course, it is possible that residents of the towns that they went through, and possibly conquered, were called upon to shift the earth and help with the construction. As it turns out, though, the French had been building the Mott and Bailey castles long before they needed them as a way of controlling conquered lands. From around 845, the country had been under attack from Scandinavian Vikings, who were unrelenting in their assaults on the country, the buildings and the people. The solution that they came up with was to build castellans, fortified structures to enclose livestock and humans and to keep them safe and protected from the Vikings. The Norsemen eventually returned home back to Scandinavia, although some did stay in France and these became the Normans. They took the castellan design, which they were impressed with, and turned them into the Martin Bailey later used by William the Conqueror. If you ever find yourself in the northeast of England, you can visit Walkworth Castle and see the remains of a once glorious Mott and Bailey situated on a prime lookout spot. I have fond memories of Walkworth, visiting often as a child, as well as studying it for my GCSE coursework. The site Walkworth was probably settled some time before the Norman Conquest, although a stone construction was built in around 1129. Henry II repossessed Northumberland in 1157, and the castle may have been built as part of that takeover. Walkworth Castle features a moat, but it was never filled with water. It served only as a defensive ditch. King Henry II later gave the castle to one Roger Fitz Eustace, and it was his son Robert who built the castle as we see today, between 1199 and 1214. By the end of the century, Walkworth was a key location in the battle between Scotland and England, and indeed the castle itself was besieged in 1327. In 1332, 
Edward III gave the castle to Henry Percy, the second Lord Percy. The Percys were earls of Northumberland, powerful, often in favour with the king or queen, and they owned much of the land in the area. While Annick Castle, which is still there today, was their ancestral seat, they chose to live at Walkworth until the 17th century. The Percys are probably worthy of a podcast in their own right, with a host of colourful family members populating the history books of Britain. There are tales of bravery in battle and loyalty to the throne, but only when it suited them. Thank you for listening. That's everything for today. I think we'll probably come back to the Percys because they're such an interesting bunch. Let me know if you've been to Walkworth or if there's a good example of a Martin Bailey castle you think I should check out. And please come back to listen to episode five. Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.